What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Dylan and Charlie of the band Lily over Zoom video. Both Dylan and Charlie were born and raised in Los Angeles, and they talk about how they got into music. Dylan started out in musical theater, and he was always curious about singing, so he joined the School of Rock when he was like six years old, and that's where he met Max, who's the drummer of Lily. Charlie didn't find his way into music until a little bit later. He took guitar lessons at an early age, but it never really stuck until he was supposed to go hang out with a friend of his, and his friend canceled their hang session because he had to go to band practice and at that point charlie's like oh like it was crushing he really wanted to be in a band at this point he ended up joining the band it wasn't until high school that dylan charlie and max and their guitar player sam all got together and formed lily they ended up getting signed really early got signed out of high school to a label they talked about putting out their first ep some awesome stories from their very first tour in 2018 putting out this most recent record, TV or not TV, and all about the new music they have coming out very soon as well. You can watch our interview with Lily on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it'd be amazing if you follow us there and... Uh, Hook us up with a five-star review. It would mean the world. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Lily. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, basically, I want to know about the band, the orange sto- origin story, and how you guys got into music. And of course, we'll talk about the new record as well. Cool. Great. Wait, so are you both from LA originally? Born and raised? Yeah, we all are. Born and raised. Wow, not many. Max was Max was actually born in Florida. Yeah, but he (laughs) forget about that. Has no recollection. He has no recollection. (laughs) Okay, so you're both born. Did you grow up together? Yeah, I mean, pretty Pretty much. much. Yeah, like we've known each other since we were like 14. Well, I mean, we were we played little league together. Yeah, but like we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other, but we I I remember him. Yeah, you you weren't on the same team. You just played against each other. I remember him too. I just like we didn't really meet. I was bigger okay. when I was a kid and he was as skinny as he is now. Yeah. So I <laughs> okay. just being the skinniest kid on the team. Right on. Well, uh, well, Dylan, how'd you get into music? Um, I mean, I feel like how most kids at a young age get into music was pretty much going through an after school music program. And I did that. And it was, it was, it was really relaxed. It was, it was not even like, a serious thing until I developed a real love for it. And that was like starting to do shows outside of that program. Cause the, the program would put on shows or whatever. And um, we'd, you know, perform through there, but then I started mm-hmm. you know, forming my own bands and it all developed through there. And I think it just, you know, came very smoothly. You know? What uh, age were you when you were in that after school program? Oh, uh, I was around oh. like six or seven. Uh, oh Max. wow! That's why I met Max, the drummer. Oh, the drummer. okay. Yeah. yeah. So you guys yeah. met at this after-school thing. Uh, me and Max. Uh, I Sam came at like right when I left, and then he met Max there. Mm-hmm. I met Sam. Um, he was like dating somebody that I went to school with, and I was kind of in a friend group with. So um, it all kind of reconnected, and I reconnected with Max through that, and it was just a 
Yeah. And then Max went to high school with him for a year. Um, and they were like the only people they had really spoken to at that school. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it just kind of all came together at once and they formed a band. They needed a singer and they asked me to, to join. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, what was the first instrument you learned at this after school thing? Instrument? Yeah. Um, so I started singing there and then like by the oh. second show, cause they, they would do like each month was like a, like a themed show. Like we do Beatles or Rolling Stones or whatever. And oh, um, so you actually got to do cool songs. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, yeah. like just teaching you trash. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the school of rock? I do. That's, I do that's what it was. Yeah. So oh. shows. Yeah. So, um, my first show was the stones and I only sang cause I kind of came in halfway um, and I didn't know how to play guitar at the time because I was six years old. Um, but no excuse, but, you know. But, but I still, actually, I mean, that's rad to have you guys learn those songs, even that young of an age, right? I mean, six. I, I actually don't know what made you want to start singing first instead of something else. It was it was the easiest thing. Because I mean, oh, I didn't know. That. I mean, in a sense, in a sense, I mean, I sang all the time. I would always like sing at home and then it it was like, it was a little more than just kind of like humming. Like mm-hmm. I'd sing all the time. I'd done like, at that point, I'd done school talent shows and like stuff like Were that. Were you doing musical theater at that point? Yeah, that, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about okay, that. I did musical theater. I forgot about that when I was younger. That makes sense. I did like Little Shop of Horrors, The Sound of Music and uh, Bugsy. So you were always interested in that. Yeah, no. And, and, yeah, it sounds like it. And, yeah. and like my dad, my, my dad's a musician and... Um, um, I've just always been around it. So it kind of fell into place. And then, yeah, I think by the time, by the time, like I, I progressed through the school of rock, I started learning other instruments and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But you, you said your dad's a musician. Is he yeah. like, is that what you did for a career? Uh, no, no. Oh, he just played. Yeah. 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 He gave oh, it a that's shot. cool. Yeah. That's cool though. I mean, he must be stoked that you're, you're, you know, succeeding yeah, in this industry, definitely. I would imagine. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, Charlie, well, how about you? How'd you get into music? Um, it was like, I was, I don't know. I, <laughs> uh, uh, how did I get into music? I mean, obviously I'm an, I'm an only child. So the okay. only real, uh, doorway into music I had was just, whatever my parents exposed me to mm-hmm. you know and like i was super obsessed when uh, when uh when i was a kid with the harry potter soundtrack i remember my dad got me the soundtrack for my birthday one year mm-hmm. and we would listen to that in the car all the time but it wasn't it wasn't there wasn't any sort of like through line to it if that makes yeah. sense like i yeah. just i just like listening to that soundtrack all the time and my dad was a big massive attack fan so i liked that a lot that's rad yeah he he, he was into all the trip-hop stuff and uh-huh. my mom was super into like earth wind and fire and Sly and the family stone so i listened to that a lot and mm-hmm. but like like i mean like we were talking about earlier like i was just kind of like all my friends played baseball. So I would, I played baseball. And then like, I remember at one point I was sort of like, Oh, I'll just do that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
my mom had encouraged me to take guitar lessons when I was a kid, and I just didn't really like it. I liked the idea of me playing guitar because I thought that would make everybody think I was cooler, obviously, but I didn't really attach onto it. And it wasn't until I was 12 or 13 that uh, I was going to hang out with a friend of mine and he, he told me at the last second that he couldn't because he had band practice. Oh. And I was so gutted because I thought that was so cool. And I felt so, so just bad about myself. Because I think even at that point in my life, I think I wanted to be a cook. I wanted to be a chef. <laughs> and then when he said, when he bailed on me for band practice, I just thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. And later that day, after I was sulking, he called me again and he said that, uh, his singer didn't want to sing and play bass at the same time. Mm -hmm. And for some reason I owned a bass. There was a bass in my house. But you didn't play it. I didn't play it. But my friend called me up. He's like, Hey, you have a bass, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, can you play it? And I was like, absolutely. I could play it. And then I went over to his house and became the bass player. And that, and then I had an identity, which was awesome. And obviously you liked the bass and continued to play it from there. Yeah, no, it was cool. Like, like we played like Rage Against the Machine songs. Damn, obviously. that's a good one as a bass player to, to yeah, pick up dude, that quickly. Harvard <laughs> became like my favorite bass player because okay. I, I mean I didn't I didn't even I didn't think twice about it until like you start learning some of those songs and they're they're really fun to play and mm-hmm. and yeah and then and then uh, and then that and then and then I almost immediately started taking that as seriously as I possibly could. Okay, and, um, and you. But you did you guys say that you both met at that school of rock or no? You uh, met I, no, I, you I, met Max there. Yeah. Okay, so what sorry. ended up happening was I went to uh this really awful high school for a year. And um why was it awful? It was just like a was, regular was, school or was it, it was, art school? It was an all boys Catholic school. Oh, okay. Which is kind of mind-boggling to me that those are still even around, especially in Southern California. It, it, yeah, it was it was borderline. It was like borderline a conversion camp. Yeah, no, it was, ah, it, was okay. it was absolutely the most tumultuous, ridiculous environment I'd ever been in up until that point. Uh-huh. And, but weirdly enough, they also offered a music theory program. Okay, it was like the closest I could get to just sort of continuing to pursue it through academia. Mm-hmm. And Max was in that class. And he was the only other kid that I'd met up until that point that I could remotely identify with. Uh, So you both went to the Catholic school. Yeah. Max ended up staying there for four years though. Uh, Okay. Couldn't, he couldn't figure out what else he wanted. And he started getting busy musically a lot quicker than we did. Yeah. So he was gone all the time. So it didn't really, he was fine with it, but yeah. So, I mean, I mean that, and that was coming up on, that was like nine years ago now when I Mm. met Max. And wow. then very shortly after that, him and I started playing together and he had known Sam and that's how I got involved with everything. You know, it's crazy. By 2026, I would have known Max for 20 years. Wow. That that's insane. But I'm, <laughs> it's not very I, far I, away either. If you really want to hear. <laughs> um, wow. Well, were you playing in other bands then, Dylan, before you guys? Yeah, all um, we we had jammed a little bit before, like, uh, like oh yeah, we had freshman year of high school or something like that, and then, um, uh, I our, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this uh, you know, 
Yeah, just I I've been in just a bunch of bands. Like we didn't like release music or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, I high school less I was in bands, more it was like middle school um that I really was active playing shows. Uh middle school I kind of took I mean high school I kind of took a break until like junior year and that's when I joined Lily. Like that's that interesting time. that you were playing more shows in middle school because most kids yeah. in middle school aren't playing out obviously yeah i just i took my like academics like a little more like i, I wanted to take my academics a little more seriously like during high school mm-hmm. um obviously because this really where it matters um right i ended up not doing that um so. he did give it a shot though i remember he took like he yeah took well because I, I i knew i messed up kind of my like i, I did really well freshman year sophomore and junior year i really messed up and then um i didn't like fail any classes but i just wasn't not enough to like go to good colleges so like sure. senior year i was like all right let's get every ap class i could ever imagine on my schedule and then halfway through i was like i don't want to go to college you know like, i didn't have mm-hmm. any higher so i didn't apply and then i just kind of <laughs> yeah did the band form when you guys were still in high school or was yeah, it like, like the got, end of junior year? We uh, got really actually. lucky though, you know, because yeah. we were all Max, Dylan and I were in the same grade and Sam was a year younger than us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we got offered a record deal. Our scene, like right before we graduated high school. Yeah. Oh, so we, wow. didn't sign, we didn't sign yeah. till like, I don't think we signed until like the end of 2017 though. But it still was like it was enough for me because I I was planning on going. Yeah. And it but it was enough for me to defer. And then I just never went back. Yeah. Because we were. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did that all kind of come together? Were you just playing a bunch of shows in L.A.? And we were playing playing as many shows as we could. And and this and we set up we set up our own show um, at this venue in Hollywood. And um, someone I knew was telling me that, you know, they had a friend who was starting a label um and she was pretty young so i didn't i took it as like you know like a school friend or somebody that was like not very experienced so i was like all right just have them come over it's like not that big of a deal but uh ended up being um this guy uh andrew shack who um is pretty influential in the rap uh i guess the rap community like the Mm -hmm. 80s 90s yeah, like he like world. He like ran priority records yeah. for a period of time and capital. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, and he was starting his own label where he really wanted to develop artists. And so he came to the show, wanted to see us. He liked, I guess, he liked what he saw because he went to go see us at a proper venue, mm-hmm. um, or you can call the smell a proper venue, but yeah, uh, it was it was more proper than the one we had played before. Um, and you know, he liked us. He wanted to meet at his office and we ended up uh signing so or you know negotiating yeah. to sign yeah mm-hmm. no, so yeah so we just like we got lucky yeah. so well fun. i mean you're getting signed in yeah you're what senior year of high school going out of high school you obviously defer charlie you're not going to go to college like this is something and wh- what do they do for you right away i mean how because sometimes you'll get some bands will get signed and then it's just like okay now go figure out what you're gonna do like they you, there must have been some sort of plan if you're like i'm not gonna go to college now they were they were eager to get us in the studio it was just you know um 
Charlie and Max were in different bands at the time. So oh, okay. Just kind of like find the space um, where everybody was comfortable yeah. and, you know, getting ready to record songs and whatever. Cause we had a bunch of songs that, you know, we had written throughout high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, you know, let's just record yeah. them. I mean, cause it was, it was like, there, there was, I forget about that too. Cause if there is, it, it was as exciting as it was, it was like a highly stressful time too, because Max and I were kind of involved with bands that were kind of, they were touring. They, they, yeah. They, Legitimately it, touring. It was yeah. kind oh, of okay. like, you know, so there was this element of like, well, I, I like, like Max and I were kind of on cruise control and it, there was a sense of security and what we were already doing mm-hmm. Max more so than me, but I still had aspects of that and what I was doing. And we had talked, there was always this sense of like, Oh, cool. Like we'll just keep doing all these other bands and working. And then once like Lily gets to a place where we're at like the same level or bigger than these other bands. And we'll just kind of like glide right out and over to being in Lily hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And it was the stress came from realizing that that was not how it was going to work out. <laughs> right. You know, like there's no way we could devote the time needed to get Lily to a place where we could just casually jump ship on the other things. Mm-hmm. If we didn't do that first. Totally. So okay. there was this like, like, oh shit, like I do really like Lily, but I don't know. And mm-hmm. Max had like a panic attack at one point, you know, it got really, but we fucking, you know, we did it because, you know, th- this was like, this was our band and none of the other bands were our bands. And we'd like, I remember I had a manager call me from one of the other bands that I was in because I had just said, like, look, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just want to do my band. And he had called me and he was, he was, <laughs> he was a fucking asshole. he had managed he he would he was also managing this band i probably shouldn't say their name just but he was managing this other band that had like a radio hit around that Mm -hmm. time and he was trying the point of his call was trying to convince me to stay Right. He's like, I've got this other band that's doing radio well, things. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, keep, I'm like, fuck, I want to leave this. I'm, yeah, I'm like fucking 18 years old at the time. Right. And he's like, uh-huh. tell you a story, man. Like, so this this fucking big band I'm working for. Right. Like their original bass player uh, wanted to quit to join his to just be in his band. Like, right. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up quitting to just do his band. And now he is. uh lifeguard at a public pool (laughs) yeah and i was just like fuck you for telling me that like god damn because that that like it scared the shit out of me because obviously of course yeah you're gonna be like oh fuck great like i'm making this decision now i'm gonna be a fucking janitor you know that's also such a classist thing to say it was just fuck the whole thing was fucked yeah of course ended up working out like i you know like it was not it, it's great. It's all good now. Like we, mm-hmm. uh, we clearly made the right decision. Yeah. Right. But still, I mean, to scare you at that, because I would be terrifying, right? Yeah. You don't want to leave because if this does something, but it's not even giving you, your band any sort of credit at all. Like that, no. he's basically saying these guys aren't going to be able to do anything. So you need to stay with us. No, no, I mean, like, yeah, me. I, think, I remember even at the same time, like the father of the singer of this other band I was in, 
confronted me about it too and fully was just like yo if you were in my band i'd kick your fucking teeth in jeez oh, yeah, it was it was it was insane i mean that ultimately at the end of the day that's just like music everybody tries to, tries to lead by fear right and so you 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 live your life as a musician being fearful of everything you know yeah that's why we're terrified of confrontation yeah well wow to be threatened like that by somebody's dad be like whoa man yeah. <laughs> let's pump the brakes dude yeah. like i'm a child and you want to kick my teeth in because i'm yeah. not yeah. your son's it's band anymore like you need some yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty nuts um okay well obviously you made the right decision you stay in the band and you go they put you in the studio right away and are you pretty pretty much, like, okay. like when we were able to it, yeah. it was they were eager they were eager to put us in the studio yeah. it wasn't we can't they can't take any of the blame yeah but was that what came out as far as like i can fool anybody in this town was that yeah, that, was, that was that was that and yeah. that's oh, what we wow. try to emphasize it was really just everything that we had from high school from junior year till you know i mean even before that because i wasn't even in the band when they wrote half the stuff uh instrumentally so oh it was pretty much from sophomore year till uh, that year after high school that we kind of, um, so like about like three or four years before we actually released anything, you know? Because yeah. you put that record out in 2019. Is that what I saw? Yeah. 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 So yeah, so that was a while, right? I mean, if you started the band in 2016 and then you said you graduated, what, 2017 or something like that? Yeah, we graduated 2017. Yeah. We put it so out, yeah. In 2019, if you're going in the studio almost, you know, if they're kind of, pushing you towards the studio right away and you hadn't even graduated high school yet. So, I mean, yeah. it sounds like it was, I mean, that's pretty, so they put that record. I obviously just, I'm looking just like Spotify numbers, obviously. And it's like, you know, a couple songs have four or 5 million, 6 million plays. Like, was that something that gradually happened or did you have a song that kind of got picked up quickly and got eyes on you or like, what, what did Toro. the label do? Toro. Toro. I pretty much got us most of the stuff we did. Yeah. Um, okay. Just because, you know, it's it's a it's a radio rock song. That's mm -hmm. kind of like what the I'm not not saying it hit radio or anything, but that's sort of uh, the vibe vibe yeah. of it. Um, and, you know, people kind of liked it. So did it, they just it, find it online. Like, how did how did people find well, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of found it online. I mean, we got a lot of help on that one, too. You know, like, like uh, we got a lot of playlists or whatever on that. Mm -hmm. Remember Cat Corbett? Yeah. Oh, I know Cat Corbett. Yeah, That's cool. Put it on for a little bit, like uh, on locals only or something. Yeah, YouTube yeah, video sure. did really well too. The music. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So oh. there was a lot of that. It was just, it was purely just an alt rock song that uh -huh. kind of followed that, like the trope of an alt rock song. And so I think uh, like, Proxy yeah, did really well. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, it helped us get to where we are now, you know, yeah. for sure. For sure. Were you able to, I mean, Charlie, you said you had experience touring prior to this band and yeah. when was the first time that you guys had a chance to tour as Lily? And it was uh November, 2018. Yeah. Okay. We did, a, we did like five shows with, uh, what the fuck are they called? <laughs> oh my God. This is so bad. So yeah, yeah. They have that song that do 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 do. What the fuck is that song? Oh my god. 
uh, or band, uh, Broncho, Broncho, Broncho. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a cool band to tour with right away. Yeah, no, right? They were, they, we, we were, were really excited they, about they, it. They, yeah. we, we really like those guys, but yeah, that we did, we did five shows kind of on the East coast and, uh, you know, we, what was funny about that too, is we, uh, cause I had, I'd like, I had had a few experiences with tour managers just mm-hmm. being really shady and awful who I, you know, you kind of just like you show up to the tour, you meet the tour manager then and there, mm-hmm. and you're sort of thrust into this situation where within like 48 hours, you have to be able to understand if you can hang out with this guy or girl, you know? <laughs> and so I'd had so many experiences with, these people just being fucking terrible. And so we meet this guy in like a Hampton Inn in Nashville. We had no previous contact other than this guy. He looks like, I don't know. I mean, he's kind (laughs) of this like long, greasy haired, kind of scruffy looking, just road dog. Right. And sure. And, you know, we go down, I'm like, Hey, I'm Charlie. He's like, Oh, what's up? I'm Justin. Nice to meet you. And I'm, I'm sort of like, Oh, fuck right and immediately though he turns out to be like the chillest guy we have ever met right uh-huh. and so we do a few shows with him and him and i were hanging out one night and we kind of bonded over our love of twin peaks right oh the show yeah okay right and then so we have a few days off in New York when we get to New York yeah. and I uh, wake up one morning. It's like 10 30 in the morning and I get a text from Justin. He's like, yo, what are you doing? And uh, uh, I'm like, nothing. He's like, I'm at this Chinese restaurant. Like come hang out with me. Right. And so I get to this Chinese restaurant and he is just like hat on glasses on in the back booth of this Chinese restaurant, just completely hung over. Right. <laughs> and, uh, He's like, hey, how's it going, man? I'm like, what's going on? He's like, check this out. And he pulls up his sleeve and he's got this giant lily tattoo on his arm. It's like, oh, the third day we like I've known this guy for three days and he's just like, yo, check this shit out, right? <laughs> like, wow, that's amazing. And uh, he goes, we're going to go to my friend's house. Like, come with me. I'm like, okay. And we walk probably five miles into downtown Manhattan, right? Uh-huh. We get to this super gnarly looking apartment building, right? I'm like, Justin, where the fuck are we? And uh, he buzzes one of the apartments and on the speaker, I just hear all these dogs barking, right? And this guy's like, well, who the fuck is it, right? Oh, man. He's like, it's Justin. And he's like, who? And then he gives the guy on the speaker a nickname, right? And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And he lets us in. And we're getting closer to this door where all the dog sounds are coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the door opens, and it's Dana Ashbrook from Twin Peaks. Whoa, that's crazy! <laughs> it was he had he didn't tell me at all, and he opens up the door. And he was like, "Oh shit, what's up, Justin?" And uh, and he was the nicest guy I'd ever met. It was so cool. So that's was, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, I thought you were going to say he's in the Chinese restaurant and then like David Lynch is in there or something like that. No, dude, it was uh, like that like, was even a hundred thousand times cooler of a story. Yeah. Not only does he have a tattoo, but you're right. going to he, the like, house. Just forgot to mention that he was homies with Bobby Briggs. Yeah, that's so yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
So that was the first tour that you guys had done. That and then that's crazy. And yeah. how was that? Tour? I mean, that's a rad story from that touring experience. But what was it like uh, for you, Dylan? Was that your first tour you had ever done? Yeah, it was fun. Um, I think it was just a it was just a nice experience to like, you know, get out on the road. And mm-hmm. it, it 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 went swimmingly. I think there was I, I, I didn't have any issues like I wasn't. I, I, yeah, I didn't run into any problems. At that all. was a good first experience. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that kind of solidified the fact that you were like, this is a band, like we're really signed, like we're really doing totally. something. Totally. Yeah. And then, and then everything followed, you know, we started getting festivals and like mm-hmm. actual full length support tours. And so it was, uh, yeah, it just, everything kind of fell into our laps really quickly. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Well, with the, I mean, you had a big record, right, in 2019. And then how quickly after that does the pandemic hit? And I'm sure that was uh, a big wrench and everything because you probably had some momentum ha- ha- you going at that point. Yeah, 2019 was like a really big year for us. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of we were doing stuff up until... We got like, to live it out. Like, it wasn't it wasn't okay. like we had anything important really set up for the following yeah, year. Yeah, like, like it, we, like, our whole cycle had kind of really come to its end yeah. after mm-hmm. December 2019. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, dude, it definitely, like, it definitely killed some momentum. But, I mean, it killed momentum for fucking everybody. For everybody. In all yeah. honesty, though, in all honesty, though, um, we were trying to record a record and they didn't really want us to stop touring. So we weren't able to do that ever. So when the pandemic hit, we actually could set aside time to, oh, to work, the, um, work on so, this new record. And I hate to say this because, you know, um, unfortunately people got really sick and, and mm-hmm. passed away during the pandemic, but it was a blessing in disguise um, for us creatively and mm-hmm. uh, as a band business, whatever. Yeah. So you, you were able to what, write and record this record over the, course of the last year and a half or so yeah we went into the studio i think in july of 2020 yeah okay and And, sorry go ahead no no yeah and then it and then it came out october last year yeah and i mean were these it must have been a different vibe though because these are songs that you that weren't from you know sophomore year high school all the way to now i mean uh to write all the songs kind of together and like that like what was that like well, I mean, it was like, I think this record was extremely important for us as a band because it, it, it just came from a very different place. You know, mm-hmm. there was this sort of hyper, that sort of hyper kinetic energy that you just have when you're 18 years old, where everything, it's almost like, uh, it's like this, it's like a, uh, it's like everything sort of has like a gravitational pull to it, you know, like, mm-hmm. especially with the momentum of like, okay, we're just out of high school. We have all these songs. We just got a record deal. Like everything just sort of happens so quickly and, re- and, and, and that you don't have any time to figure out what you're doing or why you're doing it. You're just mm-hmm. so stoked that it's happening. Right. I mean, it's moving and, so quickly and you already had these other songs that were yeah. working and you have the record that you're pushing. And and, 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 and there's and this other thing, too, because like, you know, we're just like a high school band in L.A., right? Like your entire musical ecosystem is like the size of a cardboard box. You know, <laughs> you're not really aware of what is happening 
culturally with music at all. I mean, I mean, you kind of are in your peripheries, but I mean, I don't think we, we really were. We were just kind of in our own little world. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we started going out on tour and meeting other bands and seeing other bands and sort of getting inspired by other bands and other things that are happening around the world at the same time that we're writing our songs that you start to think about why you're in a band and what kind of music you want to make and what kind of person you want to be and all that sort of shit. So Mm -hmm. when we start, when we, you know, when we finally came around to like really writing this record, like we kind of approached it very much just like, okay, like we're going to do exactly what we want to do. And like, you know, and we ran into like, we ran into like a lot of troubles with just sort of trying to keep that sentiment of like, mm-hmm. kind of like, fuck you, we're just doing what we want. Mm-hmm. And I think by sticking to our guns and really trying to follow through with that idea, it brought, in my opinion, it kind of legitimized what we do a lot more. And that, mm-hmm. not even speaking on like the record's behalf, like I love the record and I think it's great, but I just think as like four people who make music together, I think the process of making this record really did legitimize what we do and how we feel about each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that kind of answers your question. No, it does. It does. It does for sure. And, and it sounds like if the pandemic almost had like some sort of effect on, on the record, yeah, knowing I mean, that you had that much time to sit and, and, and yeah. be with it. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it did in like, and I think it did in a really, a, a very real world sense, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't think, cause that's the other thing I realized about this band. Like, I don't think we, I don't think we internalize stuff. Like, I think I think we do it in a very passive way, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, okay, yeah, it obviously sucks that we can't tour right now, and the state of the world right now just kind of sucks. But like, that's that that doesn't become the catalyst for us to like, like to funnel that shit into the art. You know, like it's not about the music isn't a representation of, you know, where. Sorry, let me figure out what I'm trying to say here. Uh, no worries. The music is that what I'm what I mean when I say passively, it's like the music is not actively a representation of like what's going on in our own lives and like sort of like funneling these, you know, you know, tribulations and fears and worries about what's happening right now. It, it all happens very uh, subconsciously. It's a lot less serious. Yeah. Right. Uh, I th- yeah. A lot of people, they have this weird sense of angst, which is fine they can do that but it's like then you then you find people they write they start writing songs about the pandemic and you're like all right fuck you you know <laughs> yeah, right. it, 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 that's exactly that's yeah exactly what I'm trying yeah, to yeah. It, it, no it, it's it's to a certain point too where it's like you know you can do that but then you're starting to take yourself too seriously and then it's just like it just becomes just, a bad yeah, just, just write your own just write your own shit just if you if you calm down then you're gonna r- probably write the best shit that you'll you'll, you'll ever write mm-hmm. or you don't i don't know Fuck. Yeah, maybe you just <laughs> sorry should, should i not be cussing I no know. you could cuss man i don't care all right cool yeah, yeah. no <laughs> i uh i came from 15 years on the radio where nobody could say anything bad and if it happened it was like oh. i was about to say you have a really good radio voice yeah, you, oh, yeah. i appreciate that thank you i did radio in san diego at uh 91x i don't know if you, oh, that's cool. how i know who cat corbett is and i did radio in san francisco for a while right um but yeah 
But yeah. I like this because I can just chat with people and if somebody cusses and they can do whatever. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it's, I love it. So that's so cool. Like, I mean, the record's awesome. And um, I saw you guys are playing Bottle Rock, which is so sick. And the yeah, lineup there is huge. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, yeah. Are you guys always, are you writing new music now? Is it something that yeah. is constant? Yeah. We're working on, yeah, we're working on the next thing right now. Yeah. So cool. We're trying to get out as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still have the the record. The, that that record didn't come out that long ago. I mean, in no, October, no, right? So. Dude, I don't like like the shelf life of records these days is just like criminally short. I don't know. And I feel mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like we have something. I feel like with this record, we're like almost there. And mm-hmm. this new thing that we're working on, I I just. That's better. I want to get it out. You know what I mean? It's okay, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's more, um, I don't want to say self-aware, but more self-realized in a mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to be more of a like continuous song to song record versus like the last one, it was all kind of all over the place, which mm-hmm. is cool. But that was just kind of the, the case of, spanning it over an entire you know two-year pandemic sure yeah. so this, so this is, record what it's not a concept but it flows a bit nicer as far as that goes. yeah a okay. lot of flows a lot better um from what we have right now right th- yeah this i think this process has been a lot more fun yeah too because the last record i think there was this there was like uh which was i which was i think was great about it but there was like a huge sense of eagerness and frustration which i, I mm-hmm. think was like a, 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 a big a couple of big motivators for that last record because there was almost this like we just wanted to do everything mm-hmm. you know and there was kind of i think we were frustrated with ourselves that we didn't want to get pigeonholed into being one this one type of band and there was an eagerness to do it as fast as possible and this time around it's just been a lot more relaxed mm-hmm. i just i don't think we feel like we need to prove ourselves to anybody at this point that, that was gonna be my next question do you feel like you kind of had that on your shoulders with the with this latest latest record tv not tv i, I from, from for me definitely i think you that, have to follow up big... this big song and and everything else you know you had some eyes on you and all that yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, and I think, I mean, at least speaking on my behalf, but I feel like I could speak on behalf of the whole band, like, part of my attitude was kind of like, yeah, well, fuck that big song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, like, fuck trying to write, like, a bigger song. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm, I mm-hmm. wanted, there was part of me that just wanted the antithesis of that. Just wanted, like, a good song yeah. versus a big song. And, you know, the good song could have went big, but at the end of the day, it's like, I guess that shouldn't be the motivation um, be, trying to write a big song. And I think the, the, the difference between the first two things versus what we're writing now is the EP and both the first record were written out of fear, but two separate fears. The first EP was like, was like, we need to get music out. Like, you know, it's like, we got it. We have to do this. Like we need to do something that's safe. You know, mm-hmm. the, the second, the, the first full length record was like, all right, 
how can we get the farthest away from the from the EP and really legitimize ourselves as like an, a real band, you know? Um, and this thing that we're writing right now, it's so relaxed and it's just like, let's just make a good record. And there might be some fears in that, but it's not the overarching theme, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's really just, let's create a good record without any sort of, you know, talk of, you know, bullshit. So. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Like I said, I like the, the record you just put release and obviously the EP are amazing, amazing albums, but are you guys going to put weight and put this thing together as an EP or like, obviously the game now, like you said, shelf life is so short. Is it something that you're going to put out a song and a song and a song and a song, and then finally, you know, it'll come out yeah, as a full I think, piece. I think that's kind of where we're at. With whatever, that. whatever we have, it's we're yeah. just going to, you know, if it's yeah. an EP, if it's an album, great, you know, yeah. cool. Well, I can't wait to hear it. That's awesome. And I appreciate you both for so much for doing this. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having, Thanks for having us on. Yeah. I have one more quick question. If I can get an answer from both of you, if you have any advice for aspiring artists. I have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, my advice would just be to not worry. Yeah. I like it. It's just, it, it doesn't add anything to your life positively by worrying if you want to do it just give it a shot and if it works out that's fantastic and if it doesn't that's okay too yeah no, just like i said before like don't take it so serious like really just you know do what feels right obviously if you want to if you want to make a career out of this then you have to like be consistent in writing but that will come naturally if you really care about it mm-hmm. so i think just take it um, yeah, as less as not as not as like a super serious thing if you're in in the creative sense. Yeah.